Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. And my guest today is Juliet Papa, the popular radio sports and newscaster on WINS, where she's been many years. And uh, I think you wrote a book. I wrote two. (laughs) Which one was better? Well, you know what? They were so different. One was based on my um, coverage of organized crime, and that was called Everything You Wanted to Know About the Mob But Were Too Afraid to Ask. And it it was sort of a riff on the preppy handbook. You know, when was this back in the 90s or something? I think that's when that came out. But this was based on all true life anecdotes and incidents and experiences that I had. And I wrote it with a uh, detective who had worked undercover for many years uh, investigating the Sicilian mob. So he had his own anecdotes. And then he took me to all these places. We were looking at social clubs and restaurants where they hung out. And and we interviewed uh, uh, contract killers in prison. And we put this all together in a book. So that was that book. And then the other book was called Lady Killer. And this was a true crime drama about a man from the New York area who uh, was on the lam for about 20 years, but had been suspected in the murders of several people here in New York, women that he dated. And then when they rejected him, he just violently killed them. Well, you and know, then I was, I was making a joke out of it. <laughs> See what happens when you reject a guy, you know? Well, that wrong guy, wrong rejection, and it was horrible. And then um, he had different aliases. He went across the country. He killed a couple of other women. And then he oh. surrendered. And so that book was called Lady Killer. And that was the book about him. When did it come out? Oh, this was also in the 90s as well. A true crime paperback. Some of the stuff that happens that we wind up getting in the news is amazing, isn't it? You know, you think, oh, I've seen this and I've seen that and I've seen it all. And you haven't. You, you just, you never know what will come up next and what's going to surprise you and how things sort of turn out. Uh, so... I'm always surprised and, and somewhat entertained in my job. What stands out as a story that you've covered over the years? I should point out that for those that don't know, everyone probably does know except a few people, WINS is all news all the time. Right. It's the uh, go-to station where uh, you get all news all the time because that's exactly what it delivers. And you've been with that, what, 20 years? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. 
right, so answer that sounds the, good. <laughs> so answer the question. Wow. I'll tell you, I've covered some of the city's most sensational trials. In fact, I covered just a year ago, Harvey Weinstein from beginning to end. And uh, I, I, I broke the story when they announced the verdict, when they had the verdict before they even announced it, I was told there was a verdict because the jury had been deliberating for a few days. But that was intense and fascinating and, um, you know, scary and, and creepy at the same time. But that was every day in that courtroom. So you literally lived and breathed that story. I covered Martha Stewart's criminal trial in federal court. I covered Leona Helmsley's trial in, in federal court. What was that about? I remember she had a dog. Yeah, her dog Trouble, who inherited millions of dollars. Uh, that was the tax case. She was accused of committing tax fraud, and then she was convicted, and she had to serve time in prison. I think it was a year and change uh, because she was accused of, you know, defrauding the government. And then everybody was uh, testifying about how horrible she was. And that's when she was called the queen of mean and, and how she stiffed this contractor and that contractor. And interestingly enough, I had, you know, at, at the time covering that, you really couldn't talk to her because she was surrounded by her people and uh, advisors and lawyers Afterwards, there was a, a, a civil case where she was suing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She fired somebody because she said uh, he ran the hotel. It was another hotel property that she had so badly that he had his friends over and they were wrecking the joint and she had him fired and he claimed discrimination. And very few people were there to cover this case. And you got to sit and chat with her just sitting on the bench in the courtroom. And she was interesting. She was fascinating. She was intelligent. She'd ask you questions about yourself and what are you doing? And uh, she was, it, it was such a great experience to, to get to know her a little better and a little more, even in that context. And she was very down to earth, believe it or not. So you just never know. And then I've covered all kinds of organized crime, John Gotti, Sammy Gravano, um, the uh, Lucchese family, a lot of these uh, big heavy duty mobsters who then turned out to be states witnesses and federal witnesses, you know, Gravano really being uh, number one. And that was just amazing because these guys were scary, but they were also fun at the same time. If they weren't, you know, being held on, you know, in prison during their trial and they were out on bail, you got to talk to these guys in the hallways. And I'll never forget with one of Gotti's trials, this was the state case and he was out on bail. And every day you'd come to court, they'd have the session and they would take a morning break. And some of his friends would bring a thermos of espresso and with paper cups and everybody had their espresso break <laughs> in the hallway of the courthouse <laughs> and somebody bring a couple of cannolis. It, it was just really something 
just experiences like that. I covered, I don't know if you recall, Robert Chambers, the so-called preppy killer. Oh, yes. Covered that trial, Central Park Five trial, um, you know, Howard a, Beach. The Central Park Five, it was, uh, I was one of those, and maybe you were too, were convinced that they had done this. And then it turned out they, did, they didn't. And they it, were exonerated. It, it, the, it was a rape trial of a jogger. Central Park jogger, correct. And she, she, you know, testified and she could barely remember what happened to her given, you know, what her condition was. Uh, it was tough. It was very tricky. You felt... I'm just recalling, I felt there were holes at the time, you know, were you able to connect all the dots? But it was of that time. And then it took all this time to find out, you know, differently. But it took a lot of work and a lot of reinvestigation to come to this other conclusion. Where were you at uh, when 9-11 happened? I was down there. Actually, most of us were working that night because it was election night. And I, I was off that day because I was going to be working uh, that night. Uh, and uh, so I got up a little later and uh, I'm having my coffee. And uh, usually I would have the TV on and I'm watching the news and I'd have the radio on. And so I got up a little later and I didn't do anything that quickly. And my cousin happened to call me. And she, we're, we're chatting and she said to me, uh, you have the TV on? I said, no. She goes, you better put the TV on. And I turned on the TV and I think it was the Today Show. And uh, I see this hole in the building, you know, in Tower One. And I just started getting dressed because I knew I was going to get called. At first I thought it was some small plane and it was an accident. Before the office even called me, I just started getting dressed because even if that was a small plane accident that hit the side of that building, you knew this was huge. And as I'm getting dressed, the office calls and you said, you better get down there. And that's, I literally followed a fire truck all the way down to the federal building by the federal courthouse. They were telling us we couldn't go any further. So I ditched the car. And I just kept walking and I just kept going south and people are streaming uptown and the cops are telling us to uh, leave and turn around. They wanted everybody north of Canal Street, but I couldn't do that. So I kept sort of darting in and out of buildings so that they didn't see me so I could keep going downtown. And then finally, the cell phones weren't working. So I literally had to get on pay phones to file my reports. And I'm on a pay phone at Chambers Street in Broadway. And um, I get through and I'm going live and an FBI agent comes up to me and says, you have to leave. And I'm just doing my report. And he says, you have to leave now. And I said on the air, well, I, I'm being told by an FBI agent that I have to leave and I have to uh, leave the area, but I'm telling you this and this and this is, go is happening. And at that point, apparently the first, the first building started to fall. So they wanted us, they didn't know which way it was going to fall. 
So they wanted everybody to evacuate. So what I did is I finished my report. I said, they're making me leave because I have to leave the area. And I hung up the phone. And then again, I ducked into another building and I waited in that building. And then I went back out and proceeded further downtown just to see the ash and just ash everywhere. Uh, People covered with it. Um, then after a while, it just looked like a ghost town. Uh, it was, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Yeah. A lot of people had that experience. Yeah. That's something you, you you just never forget. And I don't think you ever, you know, really reconcile it. You just, you just deal with it. You have to accept that this happens, uh, you know, closure, I don't think there's a word for that, for that, for 9-11. You just have to deal. Yeah. Well, I last saw you at the game this summer. Yes. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Artist Writers Game in East Hampton. I'm so glad we had it. I'm so glad that continues. I'm so glad it's still on that field and everybody's having fun and we're still raising money for the local charities. Um, it's it's evolved in, in in a way that's great because it is you know organized enough to get get it together and get the money out, but it hasn't you know gotten so slick, which is really nice. Yeah, I don't did. you think? I loved it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. I'm so happy. Yeah, and it's, had, it's great fun. A, uh, a did you ever play? I always knew you were an umpire. Did you ever play? Oh, yeah. In the 70s, I played. In fact, I got traded. Elaine <laughs> Benson wanted me on the writer, on the artist team. And so they uh, moved me over from the uh, writer's team. I think in my total career, I hit two hits and nine at-bats. <laughs> Were you traded for like a player to be named later or did it was, <laughs> how did that work? That's lost in the midst of time. I was <laughs> pretty self-absorbed in the, the things at that point. Well, but you've, if- you've chronicled it every year. You know, when I had such a great time and, and, and you wrote such a nice uh, a segment about it, uh, two friends of mine, we sang the national anthem a cappella. The three of us in three-part harmony. And the day before we got together, we were practicing like all day to get it right. Because we had to get out there on that pitcher's mound and sing the national anthem. And it really, it came out great. My friend, Kathy Beaver, she is an arranger and uh, she did it. And the three and Lynn White, who used to work at Fox five and I, and with the three of us sang it together and it, it, it was great. It went really well. And you, you gave us such a nice write up in your, in your paper. Thank you. You're welcome. You didn't at the time, but I'll take it now. <laughs> yeah, that was special, but yeah. you know, I, I love doing the announcing for, for the game. It's so much fun and we do the raffles and it's just literally sort of hit and miss, you know, pardon the pun. Uh, but I think that's part of, part of the fun of it also is you get a little goofy and silly and, uh, 
you know, the call is wrong. Okay, we correct the call. Uh, somebody's out. No, they're safe. Okay, never mind. Wait, that's three outs. No, maybe that was the fourth out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the charm of the game, no? Yeah. Well, the last thing is, um, what do you like about the Hamptons? Oh, heaven on earth. I, I, I say, when I drive out there, my shoulders literally you know, come away from my ears because they start to lower and it's, it's the beauty of, of it. It's the nature. It's, there's such peace I find in the nature when I'm out there, whether it's on the beach or, you know, just taking walks or hikes, uh, clamming, whatever it is that, uh, the, the natural, the beauty, the wildflowers. I don't know. I just love that. I love, uh, I love playing ball. Um, it's fun. You know, the pickup games on the weekends are great. Um, my friends are very dear. I have friends that I just met there, you know, not necessarily where I live in the city. They're friends that I've known for many, many years from out east when you know i used to go out there uh years and years ago and um you know the social scene is fun there's always some beautiful event different people to meet uh seafood 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 you know wherever you go you have some great seafood yeah um and uh and i'm glad it's close by enough where it's, it's here to enjoy yeah it is. It's great. It's good talking to you. I think we have to bring this to a close because likewise, we keep them to 20 minutes. You know this drill. And I'll give you the world. And, uh, <laughs> thank you, Julian. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Keep me posted on uh, when we can see this. My, my, I know my station will be thrilled. It'll be about 10 days, I think. Okay. It'll be at dancepapers.com. Excellent. I get it all the time in my box. Okay. I love it. And it's well done, really. I feel like I'm up to date on what's happening. And you know, some of the, the feature pieces are wonderful. So I, I do, I really enjoy it. Thank you. And thank you for this. This was a delight. Yep. All right. Yeah. Take okay. care. <laughs>